0: Showcasing beloved favourites and forgotten gems, this is The Archive with Jason Drury on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network.
1: Hello again, my name is Jason Drury and welcome to a special archive show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. Do like a good opening. Yes, from Ramsgate in Kent, England, it's a very warm welcome once again to the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast Network and part one of this two part special archive show. I am still your host, Jason Drew. It hasn't changed the last minute or two. Thanking you once again to joining us on this special show. Wherever or however or whatever you're listening to this show today, if you can, please take some time out of your very very busy schedule to rate and review this offering it does not matter what podcast provider you're listening to us from it really helps get the show noticed and also introduces new listeners not just to this program but to the cinematic sound radio podcast network itself now this show is special because it is part of the station's celebration of the 90th birthday of the legendary composer John Williams. This show and part two, which you will be hearing later in the year, is a companion piece to Eric Woods, epic six part series on the musical career of John Williams. And for this, we will be concentrating on the medium where, really, as far as John Williams is concerned, it all began television. During the shows, in no particular order, we will be listening to some of the highlights of the composer's work on the medium, including episodic music, films to television, and of course, those memorable themes, one of which started the show, his wonderful, exciting theme for the anthology series Amazing Stories which was in fact one of the boldest concepts in American television in the 1980s. The revival of the anthology format and spawn other such series such as the revival of Alfred Hitchcock Presents and The Twilight Zone, all in the same year as Amazing Stories, supervised, often written and occasionally directed by Steven Spielberg. Titled after Hugh Grensbach's 1930s Pulp Fiction magazine, it promised a weekly excursion into fantasy adventure, comedy and offbeat drama with a different story every week featuring a new cast and a new director. With a budget of over one million dollars per episode, it attracted many top feature film directors such as Clint Eastwood, Martin Scorsese, Joe Dante, Robert Zemeckis, Peter Hyams, Tobe Hooper and Irving Kirshner, as well as giving opportunities to new directors and actors who wanted to direct. Shown for the first time in September 1985, it was put against that old favourite Murder, She Wrote, produced, as was the Amazing Stories, by Universal. But unfortunately, the show had a mixed reception and the draw of an elderly murder writer, who always seemed to have someone committing a murder wherever she goes, been on the opposing channel. Amazing Stories did not become the audience grabber the executives at Universal expected it to be. And so the show only lasted two seasons, with the last episode being aired in May 1987. Spielberg began to refer to the series as an elephant burial ground for ideas that never made it to the movie screen, because the form of them was too short. And in a way, he was right, with the majority of the episodes being just a 23-minute short story pivoting on a moment of pure fantasy, cast with A-list actors and directed by the best in the film industry, in the process winning five Emmys and nominated for another 12. But the show's main strength was its musical talent. With Spielberg's association with John Williams, the show garnered a lavish musical budget, and the presence of composers who had usually declined to write for television. In addition to John Williams, who wrote, as you have just heard, the memorable main theme, and also two episodes for the series, or what would be his first work in episodic television since the nineteen sixties. Other composers included Jerry Goldsmith, James Horner, Billy Goldenberg, Bruce Broughton, Leonard Rosenman, Michael Kamen, David Shire. John Addison, Craig Zafan, Alan Silvestri, Fred Steiner, Thomas Newman, David Newman, and Lenny Nierhass, conducting an, orchest- with a, with an orchestra offered to the composers raising from 32 to 66 players. All these composers brought their air gain to the projects. Not one wrote down to the medium, particularly Williams himself, who had the enviable task of composing music for the first episode of the series. Ghost Train, directed by Steven Spielberg, which will be the first of two he would direct, with a teleplay written by Frank Dentz, based on a story treatment by Spielberg. Oprah Globe is convinced that it is his destiny to board a train he inadvertently caused to crash 75 years ago, and tells his nine-year-old grandson that the old highball express would career through their house. Williams' score recorded with a 45-piece ensemble with Alexander Courage supplying the orchestrations is a typical magical piece of work for a Spielberg fantasy piece containing a whimsical figure for Upper Globe and a profound lyrical expansive sub-theme which suggests the profound nature of his destiny. Mysterious variations, suspenseful interludes, and even a gentle waltz for the memories of the train create the musical drama for the episode, with one cue, Oprah's Tales, being the only instance in the series that the Amazing Stories theme was part of the episode's underscore. Now, as far as I'm concerned, the series entitled... Over in the UK, Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories, for reasons kind of obvious, was shown sporadically on BBC One and BBC Two, I think a few years after they were actually made. But a number of episodes did stand out. One for me in particular, which we will know more of, on the second part of this special show, out later in the year, when it lands on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast Network, on a pair of cartoon wheels. So here now is the suite from Ghost Train, the very first episode of Amazing Stories with original score composed and conducted by John Williams. That was the suite from Ghost Train, episode 1 of Amazing Stories. Revisional score composed and conducted by John Williams. The music came from an album which was a two-disc set of music from Amazing Stories, part of a total of three volumes which were released between 2006 and 2007 by Intrada Records.
0: This is The Archive with Jason Drury on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network.
1: Now let's go back now to 1965 where John Williams began a collaboration which in time would eventually sow the seeds for his status of being one of the all-time great film composers in the history of film. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was the theme from Lost in Space, created and produced by Erwin Allen, which originally aired between 1965 and 1968. The show ran for 83 episodes over three seasons. The first season of 29 hour-long episodes was filmed in black and white, while the remaining 54 hour-long episodes of season 2 and 3 were filmed in colour. In October the 16th, 1997, the United States is gearing up to colonise space. The Jupiter 2, a futuristic saucer-shaped spacecraft, stands on its launch pad, undergoing final preparations. Its mission is to take a single family on a -a five-and-a-half-year journey to an Earth-like planet orbiting the star Alpha Centauri. The Robinson family consisted of Professor John Robinson, played by Guy Williams, his wife Maureen, June Lockhart, and their three children Judy, Marta Kirsten, Penny, Angela Cartwright, and Will, Bill Mummy. The family is accompanied by U.S. Space Corps Major Donald West, Mark Goddard. plan is for the Robertson family and Major West to be cryogenically frozen for the voyage. And they are set to be unfrozen when the spacecraft approaches its destination. However, Dr. Zachary Smith, played by special guest star Jonathan Harris, so special that the special guest star in every episode, who is Alpha Control's doctor, is revealed to be a saboteur, working on behalf of an unnamed nation. After disposing of the guard, who catches him aboard the spacecraft, Smith reprograms the Jupiter-2's B9 environmental control robot, voiced by Dick Tunfeld, to destroy critical systems on the spaceship, eight hours after launch. Smith becomes trapped aboard at launch. With his extra weight, throws the Jupiter-2 off course, causing it to encounter asteroids. This plus the robot's rampage causes the ship to prematurely engage its hyperdrive and the expedition becomes hopelessly lost in space. Smith's selfish actions and laziness frequently endanger the expedition, but his role assumes less sinister overtones in later parts of the series prized away from his universal contract by head of music at 20th Century Fox, Alano Newman, Johnny Williams, as he was billed at the time, as well as creating the series' iconic theme, scored four of the first six episodes, creating music that would help define the series throughout its run and begin to establish his brassy, adventurous, outer space style that would be used to great effect in another space saga. 12 years into the future. As you have heard, Williams wrote a very jaunty distinctive piece for the main theme. The cartoonish titles suggest the show's lightheartedness and this is complemented by Williams' music. The urgent repeating brass notes, however, in the theme's bridge, set up the cosmic brass writing which made Williams' music for the series so memorable and exciting. It is here that Williams set the trend which he kept to in all three Owen Allen produced series he scored by never quoting the main theme in his underscore in the four episodes he scored for the series. But Williams was able to spin off the last three notes of his main theme to create a minor mode three note danger motif. This provided a sense of foreboding on some of his scores as well as an alarming finale we should play off the To Be Continued Next Week cliffhanger caption, We should end all of the first two season episodes. This would be a commonly quoted musical motif in the series, often heard at the beginning of an episode, tracked versions of Williams' cues, which featured in nearly all the remaining 79 episodes, unscored by Williams, or in new cues written by the show's other composers. These composers included names such as Herman Steen, Hans J. Slaughter, Richard LaSalle, Fred Comstock, Fred Steiner, Alexander Courage, Gerald Freed, Richard Dranson, Leif Stevens, Joseph Mullendore and Cyril J. Mockridge. Williams has cited in interviews how much he enjoyed working with Erwin Allen and stated that the group of plays, largely devoid of strings, but with a very strong brass section, was larger than what the composer was used to during his time working at Universal. Quote, I guess the intention was pretty straight, but some of it, even at the time, was kind of campy. I remember doing silly waltzes for four flutes and something. That seemed right for the kind of carrying on that Irwin had then. It did get a little bit broad very quickly. I even sometimes think in my mind that it was the kind of precursor to Star Wars because Lost in Space had robots, various characters, and the broad musical treatment. Unquote. Now the suite you're about to hear features music from three of the four episodes William scored for the series. The very first episode, The Luckton Starway, which features the first development of the music for Dr. Smith and the tuba-based theme for the robot. Island in the sky in which the Jupiter 2 crash lands, accompanied with clunning alarm-like statements from the woodwinds and heavy chimes, underscoring the brilliant miniature work of the effects of the ship descending past rock spires. Then comes music from the Hungry Sea, where Williams created most of the music which would be recycled throughout the rest of the series. We end the suite with Williams' new theme for Season 3 of the series, less dark and more adventurous, and fitting in the way that the series had evolved up to this point. Scored for 12 brass performers, including four horns, five clarinets, two double basses, four drums, two guitars, piano and electric organ. This is the theme that the current Netflix reboot of the series has utilized. Arranged by the series composer, Christopher Lennertz. So here now is a suite of music from the classic sci-fi series, Lost in Space, all composed and conducted by Johnny Williams. of music from the classic 1960s sci-fi series *Lost in Space*, all composed and conducted by Johnny Williams. All coming from a massive, and a massive twelve-disc set, which featured every single note composed for the series, which was released in 2015 by La Land Records.
0: APM Music offers limitless potential for your creative content. No matter the genre or mood, all the music you need is on one platform. And you don't have to worry about licensing. APM's got that covered. Need help finding the perfect track? APM's dedicated music directors can deliver curated options designed specifically for your creative vision. APM's website uses best-in-class search technology, so finding the perfect track is
1: easier than ever. Find your sound at apmmusic.com.
0: This is The Archive with Jason Drury on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network.
1: A year after working on the early episodes of Lost in Space, John Williams was again collaborating with Erwin Allen on some more futuristic adventure. Yes, the Time Tunnel, starring James Darren as Dr. Anthony Newman and Robert Colbert as Dr. Douglas Phillips, which was inspired by the 1964 film The Time Travellers. The show ran for 30 fantastic episodes between 1966 and 1967. The year is 1968 and Doug Phillips and Tony Newman are working on a top-secret project beneath the Arizona desert called Project TikTok. The project had been 10 years in the making and a visiting senator wants to see if this project really works or he will cut the funding for it. To prove it can work, Tony Newman turns on the time tunnel and goes back to the year 1912 and finds himself on board the Titanic which would sink hours later. Doug Phillips goes into the tunnel to help Tony and both become stuck helpless in time. They are catapulted each week to a new adventure in history. Or,
0: in other words... Two American scientists are lost in the swirling maze of past and future ages during the first experiments on America's greatest and most secret project, the Time Tunnel. Tony Newman and Doug Phillips now tumble helplessly toward a new fantastic adventure somewhere along the infinite corridors of time.
1: John Williams, still billed as Johnny, not only scored the pilot of the episode but also provided music crucial to the show's format would be heard in virtually every episode of the series. As you have heard, Williams' main theme which accompanies the show's Soul Bass-type animated title sequence is one of the most rousing and exciting TV themes composed in the 1960s. As with Lost in Space, Williams' score for the pilot does not reference his theme And again is largely devoid of strings but the shimmering kaleidoscope of the main title contains seeds of the underscore about to come from williams one addition to his musical palette here is a fender bass guitar which helps create the futuristic feeling of the time tunnel complex the fender is also expertly used in similar fashion by composer lynn murray in the three episodes scored by the composer for the series other composers used to score the 12 episodes scored included Robert Dranson, Leif Stevens, Paul Hotel, Joseph Mullendorf, and Jules Dunning. One of the most memorable sequences of music from the series was Williams' time transfer music, with debuts in the queue Tony's First Trip featuring overlapping woodwinds, trills based on a variation of a repeated motif already heard in the queue to the tunnel. Williams composed three variations of the time travel music, one of which you already just heard, the other two you will hear in the forthcoming suite. Now the suite features music for the complete version of the pilot episode, which has never been aired on television, but features on the series, DVD and Blu-ray box sets, and includes a scene where Tony Newman materialises in the Arizona desert ten years in the past, and is confronted by MPs of the Time Tunnel Complex and Doug Phillips, none of which know him. The scene and the finale in which Tony finds himself and Doug in a prehistoric jungle were used in later episodes of the series. So, let's go on a fantastic adventure with music from the pilot episode of the Time Tunnel. Rendezvous with Yesterday, composed by Johnny Williams. music from the pilot episode of the classic series The Time Tunnel Rendezvous with Yesterday composed by Johnny Williams part of volume one of a two volume set of the complete episode scores of the series both released in 2021 by La, La Land Records <laughs>
0: This is The Archive with Jason Jury on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network.
1: Now let's go back again to 1965 and a real forgotten gem from John, or if you prefer, Johnny Williams. Yes, that was the theme from the ghost breaker a one hour pilot starring kieran matthews as a parapsychologist investigator and avoid it foreshadowed such series as *Cold by night Stalker and later down the line of the x-files pilot episode sadly did not proceed to a series in his work for the ghost breaker john williams wrote a fantastically dynamic theme that compares Extremely favourably to his TV work for Irwin Allen, beginning just a few months down the line. How Williams got the assignment for scoring the Ghostbreaker is, in a way, a mystery unto itself. Producer Norman Felton's preferred choice, Jerry Goldsmith, was unavailable due to his scoring for Ryan's Express, and in fact it was an executive from the music department of MGM that apparently recommended Williams for the job. Williams recorded the score for Ghostbreaker in January 1965, just a few months before we started work on Lost in Space, and utilized an orchestra of 21 strings, which included 12 violins, 4 violas, 4 cellos, and 1 bass, as well as harpsichord, organ, piano, guitar, 4 horns, and percussion, with a solo voice thrown in to use as a pheromone like effect in the score, adding to its creepy like tone. Now, the theme is a real forgotten. Gem from John Williams, which I'm sure, if Ghostbreaker had become a series, would have been as much an earworm today as his themes are for Erin Allen. This is a true John Williams forgotten gem. So, here now is music from The Ghostbreaker. music from the rejected pilot recorded in 1965 to the series The Ghostbreaker composed by Johnny Williams and to hear the complete score to this largely obscure gem it is available along with music from a short-lived 1960s series Jericho released in 2005 by FSM Records. So now sadly we're coming to the end of part one of this archive special show on the TV music of John Williams celebrating his 90th birthday. I shall record part two of this show later in 2022. But if you can't wait for that, I can point you in the direction of Eric Wood's six-part show on the musical career of John Williams, which is, as some of you probably know already, a wonderful and highly enjoyable listen. I leave you today with a piece of music which shows another form of music for television that John Williams has excelled, event music. In 1988, NBC commissioned John Williams to write a new piece of music to commemorate the 1988 Summer Games in Seoul, South Korea. It would be a follow-up to his memorable and iconic 1984 Olympic fanfare, and theme for the Los Angeles Games. The piece called Olympic Spirit was first recorded with a studio orchestra for use on television. That recording was released on the 1988 Summer Olympics album, One Moment in Time on the Arista label and re recorded on many albums since. The recording I'm gonna play for you today is from a 1996 album called Summon the Heroes. In which John Williams performs music by himself and other composers, which grasps the spirit of the Olympic Games. So, here now is Olympic Spirit, commissioned for NBC's television coverage of the 1988 Olympic Games in Seoul, South Korea, performed by the Boston Pops Orchestra, conducted by its composer john williams the album of which comes from in the heroes released by sony classical my name is jason drury thank you very much for joining us on this special edition of the archive on the cinematic sound radio podcast as i said earlier part two of this show recorded later in 2022 but until my next edition of the archive or talking soundtracks for me jason drury as always it's take care stay safe and happy listening
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I want to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the show, and to David Cassina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's intro music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at Sound Radio on Twitter, at Cinematic Sound on Facebook, and from wherever you're listening to us today, please leave us a five-star rating and a positive review. Reviews help introduce potential new listeners to the show. While you're at it, head over to Tee Public to find yourself a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt and support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash cinematicsoundradio. And don't forget to check out Cinematic Sound Radio at cinematicsound.net.